0: hey everybody happy Thanksgiving Eve I guess um, as we uh, as we get ready just to spend some time together tonight um, man i don 't know about you, but for me when I think about just taking a day tomorrow to specifically give thanks, it feels really important this year. It feels really important with all the stuff that we've been going through to really lean in. And I know for many of us, probably some of us have seen very, very many Thanksgivings. And, uh, but I don't know, for me this year feels really important. And I think tonight we have this opportunity to really start off kind of like preparing our hearts a little bit for maybe some of the things that God is going to lead us in gratefulness uh, for tomorrow. And so I just encourage you tonight as we spend some time worshiping, it's going to be just a real simple time um but even a simple thing like this where we just sing some songs and listen to a message um it can be really really profound when jesus is in the room and he is amen amen let's worship
1: love that welcomes me, the kindness of mercy.
0: set aside uh, to really do that to focus on you I pray that as we uh, get into word as James takes us in would it be illuminated by your spirit Uh, would we see it clearly would we see your heart uh, behind what you inspired to be written and God we ask that um, you would just be stirring up gratefulness in our hearts Um, we have so much to be grateful for we are blessed beyond measure because of jesus um and so we just thank you so much we praise you and uh if there's anything going on in our hearts that just is kind of hard or a little bit meh you know just a little bit uh a little bit grumpy or just kind of abrasive or just kind of like we're we're just holding on to some bitterness jesus i pray that you would touch those places in our hearts tonight we pray this in jesus name amen Go ahead and have a seat. Thank you.
2: Well, good evening. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, my name is James. I am one of the youth pastors here, and it's my pleasure to address you guys tonight for Thanksgiving Eve service and I am, I'm particularly excited about this topic and I'm particularly excited because boy, do I need to hear this. This is, this is a really good reminder for me and, and well, we'll get into that in a little bit, but first I'd just love to uh, pray for us and just uh, kind of bring us into a place of humbleness before the Lord as we step into this time. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight, um, for all of us to be at your feet learning. Hearing from your word and being taught by your spirit, uh, Lord, I am acutely aware of how little I have to offer apart from you, that without your spirit speaking i I just I just don't have anything to offer. Uh, this is just empty, meaningless words, and so Lord, uh, I just want to ask, would you be present tonight? Um, would you be speaking clearly to our hearts um, would the things I say not be my words, but your words. And would you be teaching us, including me, about gratefulness? Um, this is something we desperately need to learn. We love you, Lord, in Christ, and we pray. Amen. So, you could say that there's a lot to complain about right now, <laughs> right? I'm guilty of some recent complaining. For example, I've been complaining about COVID a lot. Anybody else been complaining about COVID recently? Sure. Masks are kind of annoying. Restrictions are annoying. COVID is frustrating as a whole. It's also pretty easy to complain about politics. Anybody recently complained about any politics? Okay. Anybody uh, perhaps complained a little bit about the approach of Christmas and relationships and family or maybe their health, or maybe someone at work, (laughs) or just work itself. I could probably sit here for quite a while and come up with a pretty long list of things that we could easily complain about, right? Because really, Americans are pretty good at complaining, if you think about it. And I can't speak for other countries. Probably other countries are too, but I know Americans are. And I know that I fall in the category of American when I say Americans are good at complaining. And I, I've kind of noticed that Americans just have a little bit of trouble with being thankful. I mean, there's actually kind of a joke about it. We've, made it. we've made it into a little bit of an art form, right? Because you guys have probably heard of First World Problems, right? First World Problems, it's a whole meme on the internet. If, you ever, if you're ever just bored, you want to find something funny to look at, go look up First World Problems. It's, all, it's like literal posts or, or tweets or whatever that people have complained about things and people are kind of making fun of the fact that they're complaining about them because they're so ridiculous, right? Because it's, it's a first world problem. It's the only problem we would experience here, you know, where in other countries they're, they're struggling to get maybe food or something like that. We're complaining because in one case he says, um, don't you hate it when your water tastes too cold because you're chewing gum, Right? Right? You know, and it sounds silly, especially when we're picking on a particular person, whoever wrote that. But we do that too, right? We do that too. We're guilty of that as well. In fact, as Christians, sometimes we allow ourselves to be influenced by culture a little too much in this category. We, we, can, we can kind of miss some things in that. And I don't know if anybody here has ever traveled to a poorer country. I've gotten the privilege of getting to travel to a poorer country, and while I was there, one of the things I immediately noticed was how grateful people were there. So grateful. And it's weird, right? It's a little backwards that those who have a whole lot are less grateful. But for some reason, that dynamic seems to exist, See, we're kind of rich in America. Even if we're on the poor side of America, we're, we're rich on the scale of the world, and that's a little bit dangerous for us. Rich people seem to like have a lot, and in some sort of confusing logic, aren't grateful for that lot. And I think this is really interesting because the Bible actually has a great deal to say about gratefulness. In fact, as I was preparing this message, I was actually a little surprised by just how much the Bible had to say about grateful. I, I knew it was in there. I knew there were plenty of, but I was surprised by how much. And so if you guys don't mind, I'm going to break the golden rule of preaching, which is don't inundate them with a bunch of Bible verses and inundate you with a bunch of Bible verses. So... Um, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to take a quick skim through some verses, and I just want you to just watch for the themes. I've made them really obvious for you, so you won't miss them, um, but let's just dive in. So Second or, uh, Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Therefore, as you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and establishing, uh, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving." How about Colossians 3, 15? And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Or or Colossians 3, 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. Or Colossians 4, 2. continue, uh, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with Thanksgiving. And you might say, but James, that's just Colossians. And I would say, yeah, that's just Colossians. 1 Timothy 4. Four and five, for everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. Ephesians five, four, let there be no filthiness or foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Are you starting to notice a theme? Ephesians five, twenty, giving thanks always for everything God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you getting it? <clears throat> No? Okay, I'll keep going. Philippians four, six. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be known to God. You don't want to be anxious? It's right there. Hebrews twelve, twenty-eight and twenty-nine. Therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Are you starting to see the theme now? No? Okay, I'll keep going. First Corinthians 15, 57, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. First Timothy 2, 1, first, uh, first of all, then I urge you, uh, urge the supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. All people. Be thankful for all people. Anybody's good at that? <clears throat> and you might say, but James, you're only quoting the New Testament. Okay, so Old Testament, 1 Chronicles 16, 34. And give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 104, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Okay, you get the idea. I could keep going easily, okay? I could do this for quite a while. The Psalms are literally covered with commands. I only did one Psalm. Psalms are covered with commands to be thankful or people being thankful, Okay, Paul can't stop giving thanks for all the churches. Every letter, practically, you open up. He'll say, and I give thanks always to my God for you or, or his people, his individuals that he disciples or whoever else. Romans 121, this, this one's really interesting to me. Romans 121 even links an unbeliever's movement away from God with, with thankfulness. See, it says, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. It almost, it almost just feels like it's assumed we're going to be thankful. You know what I mean? Like there, There's like this kind of pattern where it's almost like, duh, of course you're going to be thankful. God is clearly trying to say something here. He wants his people to be a grateful people. It's pretty clear. In fact, here's how he says it in tonight's actual passage. 1 Thessalonians, Thessalonians 5 16 through 18. Get ready for a doozy. (laughs) Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoice always. I mean, that, we can stop right there and be like, Ooh, oh, that's the hard one. <laughs> Rejoice always. And I'm going to come back to this because I think thankfulness is directly linked to this. I'm going to come back to it. Pray always. Pray without ceasing. Now, I, I don't think the implication here when he says pray without ceasing, I, I, I don't think he is necessarily saying have a constant stream of words going to God, right? I, I don't think that's what he means. I think more what he's talking about is an uninterrupted connection, a line an open line between you and God, okay? The, the best way that I could think to illustrate this, um, some of you guys might know Kirsten, my wife. When Kirsten and I were dating and engaged, uh, we would spend time, you know, we'd hang out together, whatever, and then it would get late at night, and she would have to go home. And so what would we do? We'd get on the phone, of course, because we hadn't had enough time with, with each other. We're that sickening couple. And We would get, or even worse, we'd maybe just get on like Skype or whatever, you know, so we'd see each other and then we wouldn't talk. We'd just have that open line between us. And if you're a little nauseous right now, I'll ask the ushers to come around with Tums. Um, But I mean, that's that kind of, you know, that open line, that open communication with God. But what I really want to like hone in here is give thanks in all circumstances, I don't think that this is like a facetious statement, right? I don't think he's like, he's just kind of like being overly dramatic about the statement. I think he actually wants this. Thanks in all circumstances, including difficult political climates and COVID-19 and whatever else, all circumstances. And when I look at this verse, I feel just a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Does anybody else get that feeling a little bit like, "Ooh, that's really hard. This is an intimidating verse, right? Like this is a big command. Hey, just rejoice always and pray without ever stopping and uh, be thankful in all circumstances. You can do that, right? <laughs> no big deal. But I think God's trying to set us up for an understanding here. Right? I think that God wants us to be in this kind of constant posture of gratefulness. He, he wants us to adopt an attitude of gratitude. He wants us to forget our mess and see that we're blessed. He, you know, Under his steeple, he wants a grateful people. Okay, I'll stop. He wants the people of the cross to be covered with thankfulness sauce. Okay, I'm done. Okay. He's trying to set, so I knew Daniel was going to love that. When I was writing this, I'm like, Daniel is going to eat this up. But I do think there's a, there's a real thing behind that joke. God is trying to say something very clear about what he wants his people to look like. And I think there's some really good reasons for it. In fact, three came to my mind. So those are the three I'm going to give you. First, it's just right. It's just right for us to be grateful. We've been given more than we ever could deserve through Jesus. If you've put your trust in Jesus Christ, you have gotten the greatest gift that has ever been given in all of history. You not only not only have been forgiven for all of your sins, you have not only been allowed to have an eternal relationship with Jesus Christ, you have not only been given the Holy Spirit to allow you to walk that out day to day here, you have not only been given eternity with him, but you're loved by God Almighty. Amen. That is a very good reason to be grateful. If Nothing else was added to your life. But it is. God God doesn't even stop there. Every breath that you breathe is a gift. Everything that you have, your house, your your finances, the fact that you have a place to sleep, the fact that you're still alive, those, those things are all gifts. Your family, your friends, the things that you just get to enjoy, walking outside maybe and looking at a pretty, a pretty scene. Gifts, all gifts from a God who loves you. We have every reason to be grateful and it is right for us to be grateful. It is simply right. When we're little kids, that's one of the lessons our parents teach us, right? Say thank you. Say thank you when someone does something nice for you. It's simple. We know it we know it's the right thing. It is right that our generous generous God gets our gratitude. It's simply right. It's just the right thing to do. We should recognize that God all that God has blessed us with and and take a humble posture of being grateful for it. Second, it helps us actually reflect Jesus. It helps us look more like Jesus. I got a little challenge for you guys. You can try later if you want. Try, uh, try saying something mean or awful about someone while being grateful for them. Good luck, right? It is very difficult. It is very difficult to be grateful for somebody and not love somebody. Gratefulness is like this cool, easy path into loving someone. In fact, I learned a little while ago, and this is like one of the most amazing things I've ever ever learned in terms of a practical tool for following Jesus. You ever find someone that's just kind of annoying to you or like you just don't get along with or they don't treat you right or whatever else. And you're just like, I really want to love them, but I cannot do it, right? I'm gonna give you a really, really, really cool tip right now. Pray for them and specifically thank God for specific things about It's weird how well it works. Your, your, Your brain just like shifts gears, and it's it does not even take very much effort or very many prayers before you start to actually like that person. It is the weirdest thing. But praying for someone and being thankful for someone changes your perspective on that person and makes you want to love them. And being aware of how much God has done for you and being grateful and thankful to Him. Is going to open up your heart to love him too. If you feel, as I do sometimes, like I want to love God more, be grateful. It's amazing how that opens up your heart towards him and, and, and opens your love for him. I think, that, I think that being grateful is this amazingly effective tool to love. It's, it's, this, it's this cool pathway, if you will, to love. And the third reason I'd say that God might want us to be grateful people, it's actually the best thing for us. God oftentimes gives us these commands that maybe feel a little bit difficult or a little bit like troublesome or whatever, but they're the best thing for us. And I think this is no different. I think that God is actually doing the very best thing for us by commanding us to be grateful people. I think that God loves us and he is telling us the best way to live. And the best way to live is to rejoice always and be thankful. And you remember how I said that re- rejoicing always and thankfulness was really tied together? Well, science actually backs that up. I found this interesting thing. I found a list of studies that have been done on gratefulness. Get this. Science has discovered the following things about being grateful. Number one, you produce more dopamine and serotonin, which means happiness and contentment. It's a lot easier to be a joyful person when you're happy and content, right? It increases your overall happiness. It reduces your depression. Studies have actually shown that being grateful brings depression down. Depression sure gets in the way of being a joyful person, right? It also strengthens your resilience. It actually makes your body tougher towards diseases and stuff like that. It reduces your blood pressure and lessens chronic pain and actually increases your life the length of your life, which, by the way, are things we often complain about. (laughs) It's a little bit of irony there, right? It actually lifts your self-esteem and allows you to be a more confident person, which in turn allows you to help others, which increases your joy. And interestingly enough, those who do uh, gratefulness activities before bed, uh, science has shown actually sleep better. So a little extra tidbit on there. I don't think this is any mistake, right? I don't think this is any mistake that gratefulness feels good to us and actually does good things for us because God wants us to be aware of how much we have in Christ Jesus. He wants us to be grateful. He wants us to see what we've got. He wants us to be the kind of people that are ecstatic about that because that stuff rubs off, right? Which thing is more effective? When you are grateful and excited about what Jesus has done for you or when you're like, my life's rough, right? Obviously, when you're joyful and excited and thankful, that's going to get out. It's going to spread. And that's a good thing. So if you're like me, my question right about now is, okay, I'll buy it. How do I do it? Which is a good question. (laughs) And I'm going to say kind of an annoying answer. You just do it. (laughs) I know that's really annoying, right? I know it's super annoying. Here's what I mean, though. Uh, Another thing that science has actually shown is that when you start being grateful, when you make some choices to be grateful, it actually starts a cycle. You actually get better at being grateful the more grateful you are. So if you want to be a grateful person, start being a grateful person. (laughs) It sounds like defining the word with the word, but that's how it is. You got to make some simple changes, some simple decisions, some simple, you know what? I have a tendency to to run into complaining in this situation. I'm going to do blank to stop myself from doing that, right? Maybe you got to talk to a spouse or a friend or someone who's going to call you out on complaining, right? I did this activity with my students quite a while ago where uh, we did a complaining jar and a thankfulness jar. And every time you uh, complained, you put a little money in a jar. And every time you were thankful, you put a little money in a jar. And then I made both jars go to feed my starving children. (laughs) So I was like, they don't really get it either way, but they could not believe how many times they had to put a quarter in the complaining jar. It is so easy. And you don't even notice you're doing it. And, and the cool thing about that activity is then, at the end of the time, you're giving all that money to feed my servant children, and they'll be grateful. <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe you try something like that. Something else that I have recently tried, my wife introduced me to, she was reading a book, it's this thing called 333, okay? And basically what that looks like is, at the end of the day, um, when you're laying in bed, and, and this is geared towards married couples, but I'm going to modify it for you if you're not married, when you're laying in bed... You turn to each other, and you take turns going through three of each of the following categories. The first category is something you're grateful for from the day. Okay, so you do three of those. So that might be what someone did for you. It might be the, this cool interaction you had, or you got to eat your favorite meal, or whatever. It doesn't matter. Just something you're grateful for for the day. Okay, the second set of three, and you take turns doing this. The second set of three is something you're grateful for about the other person. Okay, and so what uh, Kirsten and I try to do, we try to keep this recent. We try to like pick things out from that day if we can. Like, hey, when you did this thing, that meant a lot to me. I really appreciated that. Or, you know, I really love this thing about you. You know, that kind of stuff. And if you're not married, easy change. When you're going through this, you know, you're maybe praying or whatever, going through this, simply pick friends and family. Things you're thankful for about your friends or your family, okay? And then the third one, and, and perhaps the most important one, Certainly the most educating for me, three things you're thankful for about God. It's, it's the thing that really I find the most interesting about this three-three-three challenge that we would do. First of all, we tried, to, we tried not to repeat. We would try to like come up with new things each time. It starts to get a little challenging. But you know what I noticed was that I started to notice more things about God. Because by the time we were to the, I don't know, fifth or sixth or seventh time, I'd run out of all the obvious ones, right? Oh yeah, Jesus saved me, I'm thankful for that. You know, like all the easy ones, the easy low picking fruits, you have to start thinking a little more. And then you start thinking about the characteristics of God. You start thinking about who he is and how great he is. You start thinking about how he treats you and the way that he interacts with you and how gracious he is towards you. And you start to open up your mind towards gratefulness that you didn't realize you had. It's a really cool technique. I love it. It's, it's well worth checking it out. So whatever it is, you pick some practical thing, some, you know, useful element that will work for you and then put it in motion. Maybe it's a reminder on your phone. You know, Google does that daily reminder. I use those for checking my plants, but, you know, you can use them for whatever you want. Maybe it's, you know, a, a, a thing you wear on your wrist or, or, you know, a ring or something, whatever. Find a way to start doing it. Ask your friends to start calling you out on it, but make some changes. And the cool thing is, as you start to do it, it's going to start growing and growing and growing. You're going to get better at being thankful. And the cool thing is, that's going to make you more aware of the, the greatness of Jesus. And, and that's really going to carry you into being an evangelist which is pretty cool. It's a, it's a cool process that God has us going through. So, I'm going to invite my wife up. And I'm going to give you guys a little a little like booster shot jump start. If this is the first first time that you're really like thinking about gratefulness, or you just haven't really put this into action intentionally or, or whatever. Um, to help you get started, we're going to just do a simple exercise and it's maybe going to be a little uncomfortable for some of you, but try to bear with me. We're going to close our eyes, okay? We're going to close our eyes, and what I want you to do, I'm going to read to you Psalm 111, okay? So you can look this up later if you want to go over it again. I'm going to read to you Psalm 111. What I want you to do is to to close your eyes, let those words kind of bounce around in your head a little bit, right? And and really kind of give them some reflection. I'm going to try to go a little bit slow so you have some time to do that. And your goal in this is, you're 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 trying to open up your thoughts towards gratefulness for Jesus. Okay, that's the, that's the bottom line here. You were just trying to open up your thoughts to be grateful towards Jesus, and hopefully, this will kind of dovetail you right into worship, which we're going to do right after this. So, let me read to you guys Psalm one eleven. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is his work and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused His wondrous works to be remembered, and the Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him, He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Father, you are worthy of so much thanks, of so much gratefulness. You are worthy of a people who are eternally grateful. You sent your only son to live the perfect life that we should have lived and die on a cross to pay for the sins we instead committed. We did not deserve any of the blessings you gave us, least of all, Jesus, and yet you continue to bless us We should be the most grateful people that have ever walked the face of the earth. And so, Lord, I ask you, would you help us to be grateful? Would you help us to set aside complaining? Would you help us not to be curmudgeons? Would you help us to choose your love and your goodness and allow that to just radiate through us in thankfulness? You are so grateful worthy of our praise you are so worthy of our thankfulness would you help us to see that would you help us to love you in the way that we ought to love you would you help us to be a grateful people Lord I thank you for your son's work on the cross I thank you for what Jesus did for us Just to ask, Lord, would you make us a grateful people? Christ, we pray. Amen.
0: I invite you to stand and sing with us.
1: It's time to sing your song. I like need
0: We do want to be grateful. We want to learn how to do that, and just like, um, just like in times like this, we get to kind of sing, and sometimes that kind of brings life into clearer focus. We get to see things um, a little bit more clearly when we put you first. When we think about you, it kind of puts the rest of our life in its proper place. It kind of sets our priorities straight. I just ask that you would continue to do that. Thank you for the way that you speak clearly through your word. And God, would we continue just to grow and being grateful? Jesus, no matter what happens, there are just, um, and no, like no matter what situations happen in life, there are things that are unchangeable, uh, unchangeable, unshakable blessings that we have received through Jesus Christ. I pray that we would hang tightly to those um, and that, again, everything else would kind of fall in its place underneath that. So We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.